Hello everyone, this is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. Hey, good Sam. Pastor Scott here along with... Tommy. Hello. And uh, we're missing Pastor Don. Yes. We, we told him to take a break. So he's going skiing and hopefully it doesn't break anything. Oh, yeah, I know. Maybe you don't take that literal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... I think we can handle it today. I think so, too. So I want to welcome all of you to Deeper. So, too, I want to welcome our podcast listeners yes. because uh, we record this version of Good News at Noon called Deeper, and that becomes our podcast. Um, so welcome to you podcast listeners, too. Uh, well, just a, a reminder, uh, we are still collecting funds for the Ukrainian uh, relief. If you go to our website, goodsamlv.com, hit the Give button. You can support there. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get... On to talking a little bit more about the sermon from yes. this last week. It was the last week in our series where we've been talking about resilience. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, welcome to you. Great to have you uh, tuning in. And um, you know, and it's it's interesting. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to not just follow exactly the way I did it in the sermon, but this idea of what I talked about came to me yeah, probably four weeks ago, and. And and the two words that I shared, let's see if anybody out there can remember. Say it out loud. Louder, <laughs> louder. Uh, oh, somebody got it. Stay focused. That's right. <laughs> Stay focused. And um, and there was something about it. And then as I was reading about it and praying about it and listening to some other uh, pastors via YouTube and, and stuff, it became apparent to me that it really was where I needed to go and that... It's really hard to stay resilient if we're not focused. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what led me there. And then, you know, I, I think actually I'm going to go to how I ended the sermon first. Um, Kristen came to church on Saturday night. She, they, they had a family commitment on Sunday, and Kristen often sings in our 10 o'clock praise team. But she showed up on Saturday night, and I said, Hey, Kristen, do you happen to know the song keep your eyes upon or turn your eyes upon Jesus and she said oh, yeah, I remember that from community Lutheran when I was there on staff and she was a member there and so I said could you sing that during my sermon and she just knocked it out of the park in singing that but here's the cool thing about that story it was the the chorus is about a hundred years old and it was written by a woman named Helen Lemmel and reader Di- reader's digest version of Helen's life is that uh, she was a gifted singer, a gifted musician. Uh, they had moved to the United States, oh, I'm forgetting from where. Um, when she was 12 years old, her parents got her you know, voice lessons and all of this and, and that. And she ended up marrying a wealthy European. Well, um, she got a disease that caused her to go blind. Mm. And when she became blind, he left her. Nice guy, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not for real keeper. Yeah, real keeper, yeah. <laughs> and and so, you know, Helen 
and there were other things in her life too that were difficult, but she went on to write over 500 hymns. And she wrote this song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, which is talking about focusing, okay? And she wrote it after somebody sent her a, 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 a book, a small book, tract, if you will, that was called Focused. <laughs> and in there were the words that inspired her to write the song, the chorus that goes like this, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And that really kind of came out of, also it fits with uh, Hebrews 12, where it says, so let us run the race that is before us and never give up. We should remove our from our lives anything that would get in the way and the sin that so easily holds us back. Let us look only to Jesus, Hebrews 12, 2. Let us look only to Jesus, the one who began our faith and who makes it complete. Mm-hmm. And, but I just thought it was interesting, you know, the, the, the two words that came to my mind were, and I believe that's how the Holy Spirit works, is we're stay focused. And then later I found this, this hymn, or I knew about the hymn, I, I was aware of it, Kristen knew it, and then I discover that Helen wrote it after she read this book called Focused. And so we keep resilience by staying focused, mm-hmm. and and we'll dig in a, a little bit more to that in, in some other ways of doing that as well, but I had to give kudos to Kristen because she did a great job, and then Ron at the 8.30 service sang mm-hmm. it, and Gala at the uh, 10 o'clock service as well. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with it, I don't think, whenever I heard it on Sunday. Yeah, a lot of people, it's not out of the Lutheran tradition, and yet, you know, some Lutheran churches have sung it over the years. I, I suspect that's where I heard it. Uh, but it's interesting, because a, a lot of our members listen to Hillsong music, mm-hmm. and so actually, if you Google Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus Hillsong, you'll hear them sing. Oh, okay. And so even some of these very old hymns have been, uh, you know, they have such deep meaning. And folks at some of the contemporary Christian churches see that and then, you know, maybe tweak it a little bit to make it sound a little more contemporary. But I'll, I'll play it for you yeah, yeah, af- yeah. afterwards. All right. Well, I thought it was really, uh, like, great timing, too, because I think as we are kind of starting to get back into the busyness of life, it is so easy to let our focus drift to so many other things. I mean, we are constantly in competition with, you know, the the things we're hearing on the TV or the people that we're around or the events that we're getting invited to and and how are all of those kind of aligning with our life and and what are we staying focused on in the midst of all this. So I thought it was perfect timing for that as well. well, I'd like to take all the credit for it, but it's got to go to God. (laughs) I'm not that smart. (laughs) Um, Well, at at the beginning of my sermon, I, I started out because I was remembering some things from my childhood, like I grew up in North Dakota on a farm. So in, in the winter, snow would blow across the road, and I learned early on from my dad that if you watched the snow blow across the road, you're going to end up in the ditch. Mm-hmm. You had to stay focused on the center, on, on the stripe down the center of the highway. And that was hard to see a white stripe sometimes mm-hmm. with the snow blowing. And so you had to stay focused. And then uh, I, I also remembered you know, on a farm when they would plow a field. And I, I would say, how do you plow so straight? 
because, you know, there's no, it isn't like you've got <laughs> these markers to, mm -hmm. but he said, you, my dad said, you had to look at something way out in the distance uh, and pick that spot and then look at that as you drove the tractor and that would keep you on a straight line. Whereas if you got distracted, pretty soon the, the plow is going to be going all over the place. And... Yeah, before, or like right when I got my license or right before, my dad signed me up for this driver's edge course. And I don't know if they're still doing it, but one of the, the sort of hands-on driving lessons we had was basically if you start to lose control of the car and the biggest thing they told us is like focus on where you want the car to go basically don't look at the tree you're about to hit look where you want to redirect it and you're you're going to kind of just naturally go that way and so hearing you kind of talk and, about that in the snow it's sort of the yep, same thing yep, exactly and then and then the last kind of illustration i used was a picture of a uh, a, a person teeing off on the golf course on the first shot of each hole that you tee off. And and the rule I was taught early on, and it still goes true today, is you have to keep your eye on the ball. Mm -hmm. Because if you're looking anywhere else or if you look too quickly even while you're swinging, that ball is not going to go where you want. Now, for a lot of people like me, it still doesn't go where you want. <laughs> but, but you stay focused by keeping your eye on the ball. Well, now when it comes to matters of faith, too, it's the same thing. Because you're absolutely right, Tommy. It's so easy to get drawn away on so many things. My, we were, we were, my wife and I were talking about our upcoming vacation in, in the summer. And I said, you know, for a couple of days, I just don't want to do anything mm -hmm. other than get there. Because I said, so many times we'll go on vacation. And then once we get to where we're staying, now we're busy going other places. Mm -hmm. And I said... I, sometimes I come home and I'm more tired than when I left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and that's so I said, I'd like a couple of the days when we go away just to kind of kick back. And, and, and so I said, we have to focus on resting yes. on, on the vacation. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of things. So um, the last point I made, I kind of already made, which was that if, if we're going to keep resilience in our life, if we're going to be resilient, and that's to have that... I call it the bounce back ability uh, so that when tough things hit us, tough situations, setbacks, health, uh, finances, relationships, whatever it might be, that we're able to be resilient. Mm -hmm. And obviously, and I struggle a little bit. Do I put that first or do I put it last? I put it last in the sermon, but it's first today. And that is you stay focused by keeping your eyes on Jesus. And then Hebrews 12 verse 2 is really where you can uh, read about that. But, you know, uh, Peter struggled with that, too. As in, is that the um, the water, the boat, and the... Yep. Um, that's the, the, what I was, I was thinking The storm of. came up, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know the exact verse, yeah, but... <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It's Matthew 14 and verses 22 through 33, I think. And, um, but it, it it's the story. Jesus had just fed the 5,000, and then he tells the disciples to get in the boat and go out on the lake, and he's going to meet them somewhere. Uh, well, they get out on the lake, and the storm comes up, and they're afraid, and they're worried, and all of that, and then all of a sudden, they see this person or thing coming on the water, and they thought it was a ghost. Yeah. But it was Jesus. Right. And, um, you know, basically, Jesus says, what are you so afraid about? And, you know, what, what are you worried about? And all of that. And, and, and he says, Peter said, you know, if it's you, Lord, tell me to come. Uh, across the water. He doesn't say come across the water, but that's basically what he's saying, and Jesus simply says come. So Peter 
gets out of the boat and starts walking on the water. Mm-hmm. But then the Bible says in Matthew 14, when he saw the, the wind. Now, you don't see the wind, do you? I mean, it's like the snow blowing across the road in North Dakota or here. We don't see the wind, but we see the effects of the wind. Right. Well, he was seeing the effects of the wind in, in the waves. And, and, and it doesn't say it, but it, it implies it, that when he got out of the boat and was walking on the water, he was looking at Jesus. But then when he saw the wind, he took his eyes off of Jesus and he started sinking. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the main point of the message is that um, when we let the wind blow in our life and we get our eyes off of Jesus and we're seeing everything else, that's usually when we start sinking too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and when we lose our resilience, if you will. So we could stop there. Yeah, well, I was just thinking, too, like, for Peter, like, I mean, those feelings of, like, fear and uncertainty, I would assume that's kind of what he was experiencing in that moment, and it's it's just such a great representation of, like, snapping back our focus to Jesus and how that can kind of just, you know, calm things down down and, and kind of get us to where we need to go to him, you know? Yeah, and we've been, you know... Some of our sermons have been, you know, similar over the last couple of years, but there's a reason for that, too. There's just been so much happening. I I mean, for everyone. I I mean, obviously, the pandemic kind of started it, and and that was something none of us had ever experienced before. I, I remember my mom and dad would have been born right at the very beginning or at the end of the Spanish flu thing back in the early 1900s, like the 19... Dad was born in 1913, no, 15, and Mom in 1918, I can't remember. Yeah, that was 1918. Yeah, and so they were... But they remembered their parents or grandparents talking about it. Mm -hmm. And so I'd heard of a pandemic before this one ever came, but, you know, we had never lived in Oh, yeah. And to have everything shut down and then all the effects of that... Um, that was one thing. And then people were worried about their jobs, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, not just jobs, but then health. And I mean, we lost people in our mm-hmm. congregation to the uh, pandemic. And, and, you know, maybe you've lost loved ones. Certainly people have had after effects of it. You know, and then it's the divisiveness and, mm-hmm. and the politics and everything. And then you throw in, you know, the economy and, and, and you know, people's own health conditions not related to the pandemic, relationship issues, um, and now the war. Mm-hmm. And so the war doesn't directly affect us, and yet it does affect us because we're seeing it at the, at the, the prices at the gas tank. Mm-hmm. Or even just seeing the, the images yep. and the stories that are coming out of there of yeah. just... You know, I mean, it's still heart-wrenching, even if you're not in there living it. But but yet, then you hear Putin saying, you know, kind of warning, well, maybe I'll use my nuclear weapons. Well, if it goes to that, now it is affecting all of us. Right, absolutely. And so it's just all this stuff, and how do you be resilient in that? And, you know, the only thing I can fall back on is we keep our eyes on Jesus. Mm -hmm. So that was the end but I, but I do want to mention the others even if it's briefly too because I think it's maybe a little more practical um, not that keeping your eyes on Jesus isn't practical but maybe how do you mm-hmm. do that as well and so I said you need to stay focused by regulating what you think about mm-hmm. it. so all those things we just mentioned 
get in our mind, and then we can go to a pretty negative place pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, or just listening to the news, or you know, maybe it's it's stuff that people said to you when you were young, or whatever it might be. But all that stuff is there, and if if all we're thinking is negative thoughts, it's going to be pretty hard to stay focused and keep our eyes on Jesus um, and be resilient. And so we have to remember, Paul said in Philippians 4, 8, brothers and sisters, think about things that are good and worthy of praise. Think about the things that are true and honorable and right and pure and beautiful and respected. And and so it's just kind of that call to do that mind check and say, mm-hmm. all right, it's easy to go this way, but I need to be thinking about Good things. Yeah, I mean, Paul, Paul has um, some experience with that. I and mean, he had nothing but time to think about not good things. And, you know, he's a great example of kind of how we can shift our thinking and really staying focused on on Jesus with with how, what we think about. Exactly. And, and if we, you know, that would imply perhaps you know, tuning into things like this as you do or going to church or listening or watching church online. Um Hanging out with other Christians, too, mm-hmm. so that you're around other positive thinkers, Christian positive thinking, if you will. I think, too, it's like um, moment by moment every day, you kind of have to constantly go back to this. You know, I can give an example from this morning. Okay. I pulled into the parking lot. Someone here at the <laughs> school. It wasn't me. Not you. Okay. Parked over two spots and I wanted to park in one of the spots they were in and I got so irritated and in that moment I just went straight to like how selfish da, 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 da. and I really had to like shift it and be like you know what I have been in a position where I've ran late before and maybe they just pulled into that spot quick and didn't realize it and they need to drop their kid off and get to work and at the end of the day no one's getting harmed because I couldn't park in that spot <laughs> you know what I mean but I think it's that like moment by moment we constantly have to stay focused on um, on kind of where our thoughts are going and yeah. kind of help redirect them because it is a human nature sometimes to go to the negative unfortunately I mean I hate that about yeah. human nature um, and I think it takes like work to constantly be doing that now I, I pulled into a grocery store about a month ago I can still remember it and somebody with a much fancier car than me had not parked in two spots but about three spots oh nice because instead of the lines like this they parked this oh, way oh yeah and they must have had a really and important I, car. I know, and I thought, oh my goodness, yeah. who do you think you are? The audacity. Really, and I thought, you know, I've got a 2003, maybe I should just ram them. Uh, I didn't, but my mind went there. Right? <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm like, really, people? <laughs> and But you're right, at the end of the day, didn't make a difference yeah. in my life, but so many times that's how we are. And, and really quick with, yeah. from Philippians, yeah. when he talks about yeah. think about things that are good and worthy of praise, I think I use that, um, you know, every day with this Ukrainian war stuff. It's like, for me, it's really hard to see some of that hard stuff, oh, like yeah. innocent people yeah. and children. Kids, and yeah. and, and um, I try to like constantly think about their leader, you know, um, Zelensky and, and kind of the people that are out there like really... Like, I think that is, you know, worthy of praise, kind of the strength and the, the um, like, uh, bravery that they're yeah. sort of exhibiting. And, I mean, obviously, it doesn't discount some of the hard stuff, right. but it is helps to, like, kind of focus on that and be like, this is the good that, yeah. you know, we can see in this. Well, and, and some of the other good that we see, too, is the way some of the neighboring countries have oh, been yeah. so... Um, 
you know, receiving of millions of people, mm-hmm. really. And that's it's not easy for them either. Yeah. And so there is, we can see what we want to see or think yeah. about what we want to think about. In fact, the next one is stay focused by monitoring what you hear. Yes. And, and I mentioned the Ukrainian war stuff. I said, you know, when, when it was first happening, you know, I'm I'm watching it on the news, but I'm not watching it as much as I was because of, you know, it's just how many hours can right. I take? Mm-hmm. Because the more I listen to that, uh, it's going to affect my thinking, and that too, and it can get pretty depressing. Pretty oh, absolutely. Quick. I've had to stop. Yeah, and, and I can't imagine what those people are living oh, through. Yeah. But, but at the same time, you know, me being glued to the TV and listening and watching that and hearing that isn't going to change anything either. Right. And, and instead of just hearing that, I should probably pray more about mm-hmm. it and, and, and give more and things like that. Um, when you brought up this point yeah. in the sermon on Sunday, I immediately <laughs> thought of um, kind of friendships that I've transitioned through throughout the years and how maybe when I was younger, there was a lot of gossiping that took place in my friend groups and how um, over time I've been like, you know, I really don't like how it feels to kind of hear that. And once you're in it and hearing it, you kind of partake in it. And um, I immediately thought about kind of that when you talked about that point, monitoring what you hear, because I think you, you know, hearing people maybe talk negatively about other people can kind of pull you into it and then you're talking negatively yeah. or about other people or a situation and then I mean you've totally lost focus at that yeah. point and it and it doesn't feel good no. but no. when you do kind of monitor what you're hearing it, and you can kind of focus it the other way it is it is a much better feeling yeah I, I would agree uh I I mentioned in my sermon too that I've talked to my son about what do you listen to? Yeah. And, and what are you hearing? Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically when it comes to music and, and things. I, I like most all kinds of music. I mean, I really do. There's some music I just don't like, but, but what I really don't like is, are some of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, some of it is just so extremely vulgar. There's no, there is no positive that I can even think of mm-hmm. in that. And I just you know, shared with Parker, you've got to monitor what you hear, what mm-hmm. you listen to. Uh, because unfortunately, that really terrible stuff, <laughs> if the gossip can affect you, then obviously this other stuff can too. Well, I think that's what I tell my kids, you know, like God made your brain and like it is so powerful. Yeah. And what you're kind of hearing or putting into your brain has a lot of power of over who you end up acting acting like yep, and yep. and you have to think about what kind of person you want to be to others and and what you're putting into your brain that yep. contributes to that yeah i believe in the accounting or business world it's called garbage in garbage yes. out if you don't put good numbers <laughs> in you don't get good numbers out same thing in computing but same thing in our lives oh, too yeah. garbage in garbage out that's right and that is not what jesus calls us to and then the last of the three kind of sub points i would say was is stay focused by by checking what you say. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, said, when you talk, do not say harmful things, but say what people need. Hmm. Words that will help others become stronger well, I mean, or in, resilient. In the great words of Bambi, oh? don't, you know, what does it say? Like, Mama said, don't say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> and I think that is something that we can all apply all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, 
sometimes it's just better to keep our mouths shut. Mm-hmm. And, and and I mean, I have, I'm not perfect at it, obviously, either. No one is, but um, be careful what you say. And that goes for all of us. But, but one of the things I, I spend a little time on in the sermon, too, is be careful what you say about yourself. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's very easy if we're thinking wrong, if we're hearing wrong, uh, and what I mean by wrong is if it's negative stuff, it's then very easy to say negative things about ourselves. I'm so stupid. I'm so unworthy. I'm so sinful. I'm so dumb. I'm so unlucky. I'm so, you know, that stuff, some of that stuff I've said, uh, I, I still catch my, you know, again, I, I'll hear myself in my mind making comments you know why didn't i do this mm-hmm. you know you're smarter than that you know, blah 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 and, and that isn't helpful and and i think it was nat well it wasn't i don't think it was natalie like three weeks ago when she did her sermon in the mm-hmm. series she said you know don't you know don't be you're not going to be resilient by listening to what other people say about us this negative but what does god say mm-hmm. about us and then to take those things and say, hey, I'm loved by God. I'm forgiven by God. I'm uh, a child of God. I'm a friend of Jesus. I'm going to have eternal life because of what Christ did. And all of a sudden, those I am statements become very powerful. And that's going to give us resilience when we start talking like that. Well, and I think that, you know, in our day-to-day, in our society, and with social media, I mean, social media has been such a beneficial tool to us, you know, during the pandemic, staying connected, live streaming, but it can also be um, a little unhealthy, and Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, what you see on there is the highlight reel, and it's easy to be like, oh, man, why doesn't my house look like that? Or why isn't my marriage look like that? Or why don't my kids look like that? You know, and I think that we can get into that comparison and that goes back to kind of what Natalie talked about a few weeks ago. And and once you start focusing on that, you know, you're not seeing everything. No. You know, everybody's no. lives are not a highlight reel, right, right. you know, and so I think um, Here's that's the fancy important. restaurant I was at last night, McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and I know... Um, my son, uh, for a while, had a YouTube channel, mm. and he doesn't really talk about it, but I'm pretty sure I know what happened. And, and that was, you know, and this was years ago, or a few years ago. You know, he's a, at that time, maybe a nine, ten-year-old boy, putting up some of the videos that he's doing with his iPad and stuff. And people said, you know, other kids or adults said some nasty things, mm. and mm-hmm. then he has no interest in it. And we told them, you know, it's probably going to happen. Yeah. But uh, when you, you know, when people say those negative things and then you believe it, boy, it's hard to hard to stay resilient. Oh yeah, absolutely. But when God says, when His Word says, the things like, "You are loved by God. Mm-hmm. You're forgiven by Him. You have grace because of what Jesus did on the cross." Boy, those things are what is going to build resilience. Yep, look only to him because he's yep. who makes us perfect. That's right. And so, I mean, that kind of gets back to where we started today's, which is turn your eyes upon Jesus. You're going to stay focused as a Christian when we keep our eyes on him. Are you going to be perfect at it? No, of course not. 
we, we aren't. But if, if it's there in our thinking and we go, oops, I feel myself slipping, got to keep my eyes on Jesus. I need to be watching what I hear. I, I always say that, watching what I hear. Watch. Be careful about what I hear, <laughs> what I'm saying, what I'm thinking. Um, then it'll help us stay focused on the right things. Yes, so. unless you're watching, like, the trees blow and you're hearing the wind, and then you are watching what you hear. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> this, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be more careful about what I say uh, in, yes, in the future. Checking well, I, what you say. I don't know if any questions or comments popped up there that uh, uh, we need to you check. Know, Connie just suggested keeping a roll of duct tape close at hand for, <laughs> you know, uh, checking what you say. Uh, <laughs> I might need a couple rolls, Connie. Well, again, I, I hope that the series on resilience was one that maybe you found helpful. If you're listening to the podcast or watching online, they can go to our website, right, and be able to see some of the sermons or listen mm-hmm. to some of the yep. sermons if, if they choose uh, related to this. And then this coming weekend, we're going to go in a new direction. I won't get into that now because we'll save that for next week on Deeper. But, I, I you know... Resilience is something that you can grow, that can be a bigger part of your life. And I believe that for Christians and as we mature in our faith, it is something that becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. And I can't imagine, uh, I don't think I've had to exhibit any kind of resilience like some of the people in the Ukraine are oh, exhibiting yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, that I know it isn't necessarily faith-related, but it, it, it gives me some idea of the power of resilience Absolutely. Well. So, All right, Tommy, anything else? I don't think so. All I right. thought it was a great series, so I just want to say thank you to both you and Pastor Don oh, for... Thank you. And Natalie. Of, and Natalie. Yeah, yeah. I forget, yes, Natalie. Mm-hmm. Cannot forget that. Yep, she... Well, thank you, and hopefully people like the next series as well, and so join us either in person for church this weekend or online, uh, either on Facebook Live or YouTube. And those of you listening to the podcast, thank you as well for tuning in to Good News from Good Sam. And we'll be back next week with the first of the new sermon series this weekend. God bless you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Good News from Good Sam. We ask that you would join us again for our next podcast as we continue to go deeper. And remember to subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And again, I'm Pastor Scott. And I'm Pastor Don. Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a great day. Amen.